0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 633, comic reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 5th. Welcome to the Comma Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 633, where I'm looking at some of the releases from the week of Wednesday, December the 5th. Uh, let's jump right in, why don't we? Um, December 5th, a lot of books came out, so a lot of books, unfortunately, I will not have a chance to talk about. Some of those include Adventures of the Super Sons, Deadpool, Deathstroke, Doctor Strange, Doomsday Clock, Green Arrow, Infinity Wars, Infinity Warps, Iron Fist, Justice League, Martian Manhunter, Marvel Knights 20th, Merry X-Men Holiday Special, uh, Namor the, Be- the Best Defense, Nightwing, Red Hood out, Law, Shadow Star, Shazam, Spider-Geddon Handbook, Spider-Man, Deadpool, Star Wars, Age of the Republic, Qui-Gon Jinn, Star Wars, The Green Lantern, The Unexpected, Uncanny X-Men 4, Venom, West Coast Avengers, Winter Soldier, and X-Men, The Exterminated. So with all those already being eliminated, what am I talking about today? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, first up, we have Batman number 60. This is by Tom King, artwork by Mikhail Yannon and Jorge Fornez. Um, I actually really liked Fornez. I actually th- honestly thought... That is Fournez was uh, Lee Weeks because I thought there are not Lee Weeks. Uh, what's the who is it? Um, there's just maybe like Mazzucchelli almost like there's a there's a um, when you see the artwork here, like it has a very different flavor than we're used to getting from uh, Yenin and uh yeah the more i look at it, it, it i think it does feel like kind of a year one vibe that you would have gotten from as especially how he makes batman look but um i really thought this was a very interesting follow-up to last issue um where you have the idea that you know the, gordon thinks something's maybe wrong with batman batman is going through get, you know targeting all these felons that have recently uh, gotten out of arkham and he's basically beating the crap out of them and trying to find out what's going on with bane and asking them like is bane running arkham or not everyone's saying no he's you know just a mess he's just crying the corner. Everyone's telling him this. He doesn't believe anyone. And at the same time, you have um, the Penguin and uh, Alfred kind of taking, keeping each other company in the in the Batcave. Although, obviously, within the Penguin's case, he is uh, captured and in in a, in a cage, just to make sure he can't do anything uh, untoward or try and escape or hurt Alfred. Um, I thought this was extremely well written, very interesting. Um, you're kind of seeing how Batman's really pushing himself and not believing what he's hearing and and go kind of going on his own gut instinct. You have Gordon really thinking that. You can't trust him anymore, and then he ends up even shattering the uh, the bat the bat signal, which is a, a big move. And then at the very end, you have leading up to you know who, what is this Flashpoint Batman? The Flashpoint Batman appears to be here. He's you know he's he's in the Batcave. He's ready to fight Bruce. It looks like like that. I'm really excited to see where this is going to go, what this means. Uh, we're going to find out you know why he's with Bane in the first place. So um, this issue was just. Uh, really interesting and it really ratcheted up the tension and uh, I thought this was really exciting. I'm actually going to give this issue a 9. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed the artwork um, and uh, by both teams uh, or by both artists as they kind of traded off um, and I thought again, the Mazzucchelli kind of feel to the Batman, uh, the brutality of Batman actually really worked because it wasn't super detailed in a way that was like uncomfortable, like it was you know super rendered. It felt, still felt uh, not cartoony—that's the wrong word—but it was—it wasn't as brutally violent, even though the violence is brutal. If that makes any sense, uh, I find that like comics that were kind of '90s forward, whenever violence would happen, it was always kind of excessively violent. Like if you look at David Finch, when he shows uh, brutality or any kind of like. A violence, like it feels like you can feel every crunch of every bone. Like it, there's something beautiful and nasty about it, the way in which he depicts action happening. Whereas you have these older artists, not older artists, but an older kind of feeling to the art that I'm getting from this kind of Mazzucchelli feel of the Batman work where when he's beating up these people, I'm not feeling every punch in the same way. Like it, I'm not describing it well because I'm not an artist and I can't really speak as well about art, but. I tell you what I like, and I definitely really like this issue, so I'm going to give it a nine. Uh, next up is uh, Immortal Hulk: The Best Defense. Now, when I read this, I had no idea that it was part of a uh, you know a Defenders thing that's going on. Um, I just and uh, it's it was interesting to kind of to kind of then read um, not knowing what what I was getting really, um, but I, I like this um, again. It's very much you know writing the way that the Hulk is right now. He ends up you know in the, in New Mexico. Uh, and he basically finds Doctor Strange's body, and he's dead. And I was just like, what is this? <laughs> uh, Simone de does the art. Uh, Dono Sanchez Almaro does the colors. And it's a really kind of weird but crazy story about uh, Bruce Banner trying to find his way through this kind of weird, creepy town. Uh, he's getting beaten, punched, kicked, uh, shot. He's trying to find out what happened to Doctor Strange. Uh, ends up finding the guy who has the Eye of Agamotto, and he's basically trying to get the Eye of Agamotto away from this guy, and then find out what happened to Doctor Strange. And at the very end, we see that Doctor Strange is not really dead; he's still there. Um, and then it's like to be continued. And I was like, okay, well, where's it going to be con- continued in this in this series? And apparently, no. Um, this week, which I did not read, there was uh, Immortal Hulk, the best defense, and Namor, the best defense. Then next week. We have Doctor Strange, the best defense, and Silver for the best defense, and then uh, after that, a week after, we have Defenders, the best defense. But that wasn't even something I realized that was happening. Um which is interesting. And even on it, it says the classic defenders are back. Read the first four in any order, then come back for the big finale in the defenders, the best defense. So it's kind of like, I didn't even realize I was reading part of a crossover event, but um, I liked it. It was interesting. I'm interested to see how they kind of weave everything together. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. I was, you know, I, I I definitely was involved and interested and I thought it was good and excited to see. Apparently uh, Joe Bennett is doing "The defenders, the best defense. um, So I'm, and it's also written by Al Ewing. So, Uh, I'm definitely uh, into that Um, I'm I'm into seeing what that looks like Uh, next up so I'm going to give that an 8 I thought that was a very solid, fun read not fun maybe per se but it was an enjoyable read all the way through and then we have uh, Immortal Hulk another uh, Immortal Hulk issue Uh, this is by Al Ewing and Joe Bennett and this is issue number 10 this is all about the, the Green Door. Uh, Joe Bennett is just really doing amazing artwork here. Um, it is a horror comic because Joe Bennett is able to so completely capture a freaky, weird new version of the Hulk in terms of how he's illustrated. Um, the inks by Ree, Jose Leboe Underwood and Rafael Fantieras Um I I, I couldn't tell you who's inking which pages, unfortunately, so I can't really speak to which inks are the best or which inks kind of bring out the most in uh, Joe's artwork. Uh, Paul Mounts, who I had on the show recently, or relatively recently now, uh, does the colors, and he really brings it to life. It's so creepy. Um, When you have, the you know, at the beginning of the issue, where you have uh, that first shot where you have kind of a weird split version of uh, Absorbing Man with kind of a weird monster in the middle fighting a weird emaciated version of the Hulk, uh it's so weird and creepy but there's and there's so much going on here because you have like the sharpshooter trying to figure out you know do we do we shoot at the Hulk? we have langowski and his crew uh trying to find the Hulk too um and then you have this giant green door and then you have you know in theory you have everyone in hell now um this is creepy weird crazy we're really going liking it because it's doing different things um i uh, you know in i guess a couple episodes ago now um or i guess yeah i guess episode 630 i was just talking about how you know hulk has go, goes through weird new iterations and this is definitely that one here um you have a very different version of the Hulk than what well, you had a few years ago when you had you know Mark Wade riding him and then Jerry Duggan and then you had the you know, the uh, Totally Awesome Hulk with uh, Amadeus Cho and now you have a very creepy, weird, new rendition of uh, the Bruce Banner Hulk that we have never seen before. And I'm really digging the ride so far. Um, I'm not really worrying about how it all fits together with prior continuity because they're telling such a great story. Uh, next up, we have Killmonger number 1. This is written by Brian Hill. Uh, artwork by Juan Ferreira. Uh, and I should say, it even says on here, this is the story of what happened between when uh, N'Chadaka was taken from Wakanda and when Eric Killmonger returned to take it. Um, so it's, it's a very intriguing story. Um, you have a young Killmonger dealing with his own kind of memories and feelings of how he came to leave Wakanda and how he was kind of raised him realizing how smart he is, but not necessarily just wanting to be smart, but wanting him to have revenge on claw, how that ends up bringing him in contact with, uh, this mercenary team that's working for the Kingpin. um, this is really cool, and to see how he you know be able, is able to survive and potentially become a part of that crew with them, and who this man really is behind, underneath all that. I thought this was an extremely well done book. Um, the art was really thrilling, and, and it was different. It wasn't what you. It wasn't your most kind of. It wasn't a basic art by any means. It was different. Um, there was a different energy to it, a different vibe. Um, the storytelling feels like it's taking its time too, to really further develop the character and really make him. Uh, not necessarily sympathetic, but you really understand his motivations, and it's a really good character study. I'm going to give it a eight and a half. Uh, I thought this was great, um, worth every second. So I mean, you should definitely pick up this book. It was great. Next up is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, uh, written by Brandon Monclair, artwork by Natasha uh, Bustos, um, and this was this was fun and interesting. It's all about you know dreaming and having you know being stuck in your dreams, uh, this dream of the future. Uh, being stuck in a dream and then this thing from, from the dream world coming into the real life. Um, this is really interesting kind of development for the beginning of a new storyline. Excited to where we go from here. I love the, um, uh, when it says the next issue, uh, we have a crazy shot of Lunella flying on top of, um, Devil Dinosaur with like a unicorn, uh, Horn and next to Doctor Strange flying next to him in that cool kind of rendition of his costume that he has right now in the Mark Waid run. So this is just remains such a a real blessing of a book it's just it's a nice fun book I feel like anyone could read moon Girl and devil dinosaur and um, it's, it's all ages but that shouldn't be a bad thing uh, it just mean it's more it's accessible to anybody um, it's got a fun protagonist uh, the vibe never takes itself too seriously which I really appreciate because there's more than enough comics that take themselves too seriously uh, and some of them earn it and some of them don't and then this is just kind of more having an unabashed fun and uh, I'm gonna give it an eight uh, looking forward just for a moment at books that come out next week because that's everything I read this week uh, on the 12th of December some of the highlights include GoGo Power Rangers number 15 um, we got the second printing of Firefly number 1 from uh, Boom uh, we also have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 31 second printing part of Shattered Grid you have the Planet of the Apes Simeon Age number 1 uh, over at Dark Horse you have uh, let's see mystery science theater 3000 number three uh you have quantum age from the world of black hammer number five uh over at dc you have the animal man by grant morrison hardcover book one uh 30th anniversary deluxe edition that is a mouthful uh aquaman volume six uh trade paperback king slayer got batman the dam number two batman who laughs number one uh cave carson has an interstellar eye trade paperback i've never read it but i feel like i might like it Um, We have Detective Comics, Flash, Electric Warriors, um, let's see, Hawkman, Justice League Dark, uh, Scarlet Book uh, 2, trade paperback, uh, Sideways, Suicide Squad, Superman, Titans, and Wonder Woman. Uh, From Dynamite, you have James Bond Origin, number four, uh, Red Sonja Tarzan, number six, Shadow Year One, number one, and Vampirella Reanimator, number one. Uh, from IDW, you got the Black Crown Omnibus, Volume 1. Uh, Disney Comics and Stories, Number 2. DuckTales, Number 15. Uh, you got Mickey and Donald Christmas Parade, Number 4. I didn't even realize that was coming out. i got to make sure I buy that uh, for my son, because I'm pretty sure I have the first three Christmas parades. Uh, from Image Comics, you have new issues of Cemetery Beach, Hit Girl, uh, Let's See, Hey Hey Kids Comics, Magic Order, uh, Outer Darkness, Redlands, Rose, Sleepless, um, Skyward, Spawn Kills Everyone 2, uh, and then at Marvel, you have new issues of Amazing Spider-Man. you got the uh, last, I guess, trade paperback, I believe, of the dance lot run uh, worldwide. So that's Volume 9. Uh, sorry, Worldwide Volume 9, I should say. Uh, new issue of Avengers. Um, let's see what else we got. New issue of Black Order, Black Panther, Cable, trade paperback, Volume 2, Last Hope, uh, Defenders, Doctor Strange, uh, Defender's Silver Surfer. Uh, we've got Fantastic Four Wedding Special number one. I uh, got Miles Morales Spider Man number one launching just in time for the movie to come out two days later. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. X. Uh, Peter Parker's Spider Man number 313 is part of Spider Geddon. Uh, Spider Force number three. Spider Girls number three. Uh, Spider Man Demolition Days Digest. I'm not even sure what that is. Uh, we've got the, let's see, True Believers Fantastic Four. Uh, you got Dragon Man number one. And then you have another one for Molecule Man, another one for Super Scroll. got Typhoid Fever, Iron Fist. I have not enjoyed the storyline thus far. I think there's only been two, the Spider-Man and the X-Men ones. A new issue of Uncanny X-Men, i really got to get caught up. You've got the X-Men Gambit Complete Collection Volume 2, and you have X-23 and X-Men Red. So so a lot of stuff uh, coming up, as well as animosity evolution number nine from Aftershock Comics. So thanks for listening to this episode, and uh, you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.